And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. the only place to read your emails and your tweets it's monday july 19th this is another no dunks classic on the athletic network i'm je skeets that's the homie tass mellis what's up everybody got my top shot hot boy trey kirby hey hey the international man of mystery taking it to the max on his credit card lee ellis <laughs> friend Finally, the man making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream teamers joining us live right now on YouTube. Please take a second to like this video and later comment to help us defeat the algorithm under the video. And if you haven't already, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Keep your MBA and your non-MBA questions coming all week long. Email them in. NoDunks at TheAthletic.com. Before we get to the emails, just a reminder, yesterday, yeah, on a Sunday, we recorded and posted our NBA Finals Game 5 recap podcast. It's up on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, so go check that out if you haven't already. We discussed, obviously, Game 5 between the Bucks and the Suns, uh, the big, big three from Milwaukee stepping up, what's wrong with Chris Paul, then we got into the whole Damian Lillard situation in Portland, we talked a little Team USA, so go check that. It's up again wherever you listen or uh, watch No Dunks. And Lee, I joked about the credit card. You're back in Copenhagen. You're done with Legoland, but you said uh, you spent some money on the bricks, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the credit card's on life support right now. It, uh, look, it was a great weekend. Easily top, uh, a top five weekend of my life without question. But wow. uh, count yeah. them down. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I could go even uh, probably more uh, subtle than that and say it was probably a top Saturday and Sunday, probably top five days of my life. I'd say getting married and becoming a father twice are up there. Yep. These two days are probably uh, <laughs> right in there behind it. I mean, uh, just Legoland is that good. The recency bias you're talking about. Yeah. Look, yeah. there's maybe a little bit of that in there, Tassie. <laughs> but look, to be honest, uh, you know, as a parent, you know, you, you, you're always questioning yourself. Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? You know, am I really growing healthy, you know, stable, normal kids? And you never really know the answer. But when you see your kids just and, and you've hyped up Legoland... <laughs> And you see them just devour everything and enjoy it and just want more. Well, that's and more dangerous. And more. They shouldn't no, be eating no, the no, bricks. No. What are you doing? <laughs> that's like rule number one of Lego. Yeah. But they had so much fun and they were so happy. And, uh, you know, they were up first thing in the morning because the sun barely goes down right now here in, uh, in Denmark. And they were out late at night. And uh, it, was just, it was just such a rewarding experience for, uh, for our family. And, uh, you know, financially, I'm just going to turn a blind eye to that right now. Uh, just, uh, that's all right. We can sell some more magic spoon if we got it. <laughs> yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, really, uh, really good fun. And then this morning, so every day within the hotel, 
basically there's just these uh there's buckets of bricks and you can just build it and you put up your little um you know your your display up and they pick the a creation? winner yeah creation oh, creation okay. and they and they pick a winner and the first two nights both our kids put up a creation each day and and they sort of came out in the morning and were like yeah you know nothing i'm saying boys don't worry about it it's just as long as you're having fun you've been creative it's not about winning or losing you know <laughs> this morning sebastian nine-year-old sebastian yep. there's a certificate the winner of Ooh. the creation, yeah, he won this morning. Oh my god, he was so happy. He wow, won another... what did he? What did he build? He built like this house with like the background of the city behind it. I, don't, I my wife might have a photo of it actually. I don't have one, but um, uh, yeah, when we came out this morning, we were sort of going for breakfast. We're about to check out, and uh, and they said, "Oh, uh, you're Sebastian's family, aren't you?" I said, "Yeah." Here's the certificate. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. What a moment. What a moment it was. So, you know, all that stuff I said, it's not about winning or losing. Get yeah. that out of there. It's all about that winning, getting that big trophy. So uh, Ask any builder, any real builder. <laughs> it's not whether you build an inch or you build a mile. Winning's winning. Oh, <laughs> Sounds like the price of the bricks going up with all this Lego promo, Lee. You talk about a top five days of all time. Sebastian's got a number one right now, I think. Oh, yes, he has. He has. Uh, Oscar... Not so much. There was that little mixed uh, emotion there from the four-year-old of joy (laughs) for his brother, but also not getting the certificate, not getting the prize, not getting all that sort of uh, celebration that Sebastian got. So he was uh, was a little up and down emotionally this morning, but we said, listen, you helped, you contributed, you can play with the toy. Certificate just doesn't have your name on it. That's the only part of it that's missing. So. Uh, let, let me ask this. You said it was the final day you're there. Do you think they do this on purpose? Those those slick buggers at Legoland? Oh, well, just wait until the last day. Give them get the certificate. That'll bring them back. The young one will want one. They'll be back. Yeah, we'll get I that mean, credit card back in our hands. I'm, I'm trying to not think about that part of it, but uh, it's possible. It is possible. Uh, no, he's very creative. I, I, he, You know what? Without actually having seen what he built he should have won the other days too i'm gonna write a a, a strongly worded email to legoland there in denmark (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. that's awesome okay well well you know what i know i know i know you hate when i do this kitty but let me just quickly upload the photo here because i have (laughs) i'm sort of interested yeah we gotta see this (laughs) building well well i mean i'm gonna judge it i want you to know that in advance here yeah sorry i have to say though it's the uh it's the prize photo like it's the uh yeah it's not the actual one now again my wife because she's taking the boys out while we do the show here so i i don't actually have the uh the photo and she may not even have one i'm not sure but uh is this gonna work here we go. Here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. Uh, it's oh not boy. looking like it. It's not looking like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just have Seb build a certificate out of Lego and we yeah. can put it up at some point. <laughs> come on. Come on. What's wrong with you, StreamYard? Get it together. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's StreamYard. Uh, I, I'm sure it is. Uh, all right. All right. right. Well, let's, it's there, uh, but it's not there anyway. Well, while Lee looks for this uh, photo that may or may not exist, uh, let's get into the question. Well, actually, hold on so where are you now are you done are you coming home like what's no, going no, on? no 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 we're barely halfway right now we're uh, back in copenhagen and uh yeah we're moving to berlin on the weekend so um jesus christ 
Ah, well, you know, while you're here, you might as well uh, enjoy I mean, it while you can. I honestly wish I could be mad at you, but your Wi-Fi's never been better when you're across <laughs> oh, no, the world. No. Uh, that's the thing I've been saying to my wife. It's like, I can't believe how good everything's worked so far from the uh, internet standpoint. So maybe I have to move over here full time. doesn't really matter, does it, you know? Or upgrade your Wi-Fi at home. <laughs> that's the other there option. Is that. Nope. Nope. That might actually be a cheaper option, mate. Uh, <laughs> that's no fun. That's no fun. All right. Uh, let's get to the questions because we got another great batch here to ask. Yeah, here we go. Hello, no dinkers and uppers. Been a follower and fan of yours since the days of Gravest Dad's Quest, Grandma Lana, and the delicious Matty O. Jeremy Lynchick. The sincere friendship between you guys combined with good hoopstock is what has kept me, and I'm sure many others, as fans for so long. Thank you. Anyways, I see and hear a decent amount of Shaq comparisons to Yanis, which makes sense. But to me, the much more accurate comparison of Yanis is to Wilt Chamberlain. If you watch highlights of Young Wilt, shout out to Wilt Chamberlain Archive on YouTube. He is much closer to Yanis in stature than Shaq. Wilt became more like Shaq in that dominant low post style of play later in his career. Young Wilt dominated with incredible speed in the open court and elite length, strength, and touch around the basket just like the freak. If you plopped Young Wilt exactly as he was into today's game, I think he would dominate in much the same way Yannis is now. What do you guys think? Love you, no dunkers. TBJ in my heart forever. That's from Richard Spidel in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, you know, you this pops up... Uh... Every once in a while, you see the... Uh, well, the comparisons, of course, is Giannis Shaq, and then you get this one, too. And then you get the question of, like, if you put Will Chamberlain in today's game, would he still be doing, like, 40 and 40s, you know, and uh, and all of that? Would he dominate? Now, I don't think he'd be doing that. Like, pace was crazy back then. You know, some of the competition he was playing against, uh, you know, there are more athletic guys, at least in today's game. But he'd still be... Like the email is saying here from Richard, like I think he would still be amazing. He'd probably be an MVP type candidate, He'd be an All Star and all that, all NBA. Because yeah, like he's built. Wilt was like seven one, two seventy five, and he was a track star. Like he could run the hundred in less than eleven seconds. Reportedly had like some people say like a forty eight inch vertical. I'm not buying that, but let's call it whatever. It's a forty inch vertical, even like unbelievable for a guy his size. You could apparently bench five hundred pounds too. So yeah, just on sheer athleticism, he would still be amazing in today's game. Incredible. I don't see how he couldn't. Uh, so yeah, the honest comparisons. Sure, they're, they're fast and they're long and they're you know these athletic freaks in a sport that's dominated littered with them uh they stand out above them so i think there's something there lily yeah there is i mean look anyone who uh i mean he averaged beef for his career this guy so uh you know he might, <laughs> he might not average quite that level in in today's game because obviously there are there are just so many uh changes in the game and improvements right. and developments and things like that but yeah people are always sort of looking for that comparison of like well this guy he wouldn't have been able to survive in this era or that era but yeah, you know, some the the truly greats would have been able to be awesome no matter what. But simply because of the way the game is played today, I don't think you're going to have a guy out there averaging fifty and twenty. I just it just doesn't it just doesn't. <laughs> no. I just don't see that how that can happen. But also, you know, when you talk about Wilt, you have to talk about Bill Russell, and there's also some really good footage of Bill Russell. You know, six eleven running basically from one end of the court to the other, unstoppable. Sure. Uh, you know, and I think that's also, like Giannis, you know, super incredible athletes, no matter what era you're in, uh, 
would be a great fit for you know most sports if 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 you if you're that good at it. So um, you know exactly how his game would be. I mean, look, he wasn't from what I remember and know is you know he didn't have much of a, a sort of a long range jump shot to his game because he didn't need to. He was he was more like Shaq in that he would stay into the post. So you know how would that be different in today's game? Would he? Would he step out and hit a three? We know that uh, he led the league in assists one year just to show people he could do it. So he was motivated to uh, prove he could do things that that people said he couldn't do. So I guess that part of his game would be different. But uh, I think if you're uh, one of the top five to ten, top 50 of all time, uh, it doesn't really matter what era you're playing in. You'd still be considered in that conversation, I think. Trey, as a big guy. (laughs) <laughs> How do you feel about this question or comparisons uh, that Giannis gets to Shaq and to Wilt and all that and Bill Russell, sure. First question for me is which kind of shoes is Wilt Chamberlain going to be wearing? 1960s <laughs> shoes or 2020 shoes? Because I think he's getting injured if he's playing in Converse. Chuck Taylor's trying to run as fast as he possibly can. But, I mean, the numbers, Skeets, like you mentioned, read through Wikipedia and it sounds honestly ridiculous. In mm-hmm. high school, he ran a 440. Uh, I guess they ran 440 meters back then. He did it in 49 seconds. The current world record for the 400 is 43 seconds. And this was literally 60 years yeah. ago. Uh, they say Wilt Chamberlain could dunk from the free throw line without a running start. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, like some of this, right? It's a little Paul Bunyan, I'm sure. It's a little Paul yeah. Bunyan. Um, but- and apparently he could lift any human alive with just one hand <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Uh, but yeah, obviously Wilt Chamberlain would dominate in today's game much the same way Giannis did. Because Shaq dominated in his day the way Wilt Chamberlain did. They're the three same guys. It's like the biggest, strongest guy who also happens to be the fastest, big, strong guy out there. Mm-hmm. That's a good su- recipe for success in the NBA, no matter when you're playing. Yeah, it's a good point by Richard. No doubt uh, the Wilt comparison. I think if he was listening closely to the show, I think he'd hear that people are saying the modern day Shaq. Because, yeah, nobody plays in the post like Shaq does. And you have to get around guys. And I think that Yanis fits that. Like, he is not banging anybody down low. He's, he is the modern-day Shaq because of the, how the game has changed. Uh, I, I found this question interesting because it makes me start to think about how Yanis is going to age in, you know, into his 30s. Like, mm. he, is he going to be more of a, a back-to-the-basket guy if his athleticism goes? I, I don't think so. Like, is he going to mix, you know, driving and hanging out on the perimeter? Is he going to get a better shot? Is he, where is he going to go with this? I think his athleticism isn't going to go anywhere for a long time. I think it's kind of nuts to think that he's still not in his prime where you have not seen the best of Giannis. He's got, you know, a couple of years to get there. So I'm not, I'm not sure he'll ever be a, a back to the basket type of guy. Uh, I don't think you need him to be. I think his athleticism will carry him till he's like 35, which is a freaking long time from now. Uh, so he's got, he's got lots to, he'll be dancing around guys for a long time. He's just, he's unstoppable because of and his legs. Because of his legs. But I also wonder like, how big is Giannis going to get, right? You look at the Wilt Chamberlain listings. He came into the league at 250. He left the league at 300. Yeah. Shaq, we know, came in skinny as well. And he was like 350 at his biggest. Giannis came in super skinny. He was still growing height-wise when he came into the NBA. And now he's one of the most shredded, jacked guys in the entire league. Give him another six years of weight training. Is Giannis going to be close to 300 pounds of pure muscle at some point good luck guarding him <laughs> yeah and just back to the wilt thing like the word it's the word dominate where people say would he dominate in today's game 
And so some people take dominate and go, well, no, he's not going to average 50 and 25. So he's not going to dominate at the level he did in the 60s. But to me, if he was averaging 30 and 15, like Giannis like numbers, that's dominating because that's an MVP like guy. So in today's era, that's still dominating. But I see also people say, well, Wilt Chamberlain would be Dwight Howard if he played in uh, over the last 10 or 15 years. And they say that sort of like it's a bad thing, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, well, he's probably going to be named to like one of the greatest players of all time when we name our top 75. He's like a, a surefire Hall of Famer. Is that bad? I mean, I still think he'd be better, by the way, I, I think, without really knowing because it's like impossible. We're like talking about era to era here. But like, it's such a funny like diss Oh, yeah? That guy would be, like, uh, <laughs> only one of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> You're like, what? Okay, so yeah. he would be good. He would be fantastic. And, again, I, I think Wilk would be better than Dwight, but it's just a silly comparison to me. I know uh, Wilk would be awesome on social media. I think he would... Uh, well, right. He'd be great on Instagram, uh, not only for the fashion... But I think he'd be a bit like Joel Embiid as well. After he's dunking on dudes, he'd be uh, he'd love to be trash talking on that sort of stuff. Don't know if he'd be as big on Twitter. I think he was more a visual man. Will you know? He'd like to his pregame yeah, fits, his yeah. postgame fits. He'd be looking pretty fly, uh, and he'd like to get his jabs in when he can because you know he, he would be catching bodies left and right out there. So. Uh, yeah, that's one thing I know for sure, no matter what, that uh, Wilt would be awesome on, on, on that part of the game. <laughs> sure. I was, uh, there are some incredible Wilt Chamberlain photos. Like, oh, I yeah. fell down a Getty Images rabbit hole today just looking at Wilt Chamberlain pics, uh, again, from like the 60s and 70s. Because there's like the basketball photos that look amazing, especially like iconic, like, yeah, Kareem versus him or, or Russell versus him. But like, there's all these weird photos of him just like, lying on beds yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know uh, like yeah. lounging by the pool and just uh you know he played for the harlem globetrotters for crying out loud like there's always just like really weird and funny crazy pics so uh i'll have to share those sometime here on the show uh good start hey, uh skeets you want me to find a picture on the internet and slowly <laughs> upload it to our streaming platform no see that's what <laughs> see that's what i did i said we'll just show you in the future it's a totally fine thing to say lee instead of just uh just stopping the show for a good five minutes uh, i like to live on the edge though you yeah, know i know you do i know you do uh all right our next question here Hi, No Dunks Amigos. I'm surprised a bigger deal hasn't been made about the NBA switching to a new ball next year. Will we see guys struggle to adjust, a la the FIBA ball? Will we see shooting percentages increase if the new Wilsons are a bit softer and get friendlier (laughs) rim bounces? Shout out to Wilson Evolution Balls. Are guys already practicing with the new ball this offseason? Or am I the only one who thinks this is a big deal? Keep on keeping on. That's from Brian. Lee, what do you think? Are we not making a big enough deal about the new ball coming into play next season? Just before I get to that, Skeetsy, I've got something here for you. There he is. <laughs> there's, there's, there's the winner this morning with his certificate <laughs> and, his, uh, and his Lego creation. And just before I move nice. on from that quickly, one other really good thing about Legoland, look at the size of the popcorn they serve there. That's a proper size of popcorn. That's all you need. You don't need the rest of it. So I uh, took a photo of that the other what? day there. You look insane there. Yeah, it was a windy day that day, <laughs> yeah. mate. Hot, hot and windy. And that was also at about 5.30 in the afternoon. And I was just like, all right, give me some of that popcorn. Look at, look at my hand. It's barely bigger than my hand. That's how popcorn should be served. No, you have right. huge hands. You, 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 you go palm <laughs> yeah, a popcorn. Hands. look like Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but as far as you... Oh, hold on, uh, Lee. Before yeah. you answer, here's a picture of Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there it is. It's a nice know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a great yeah. photo. Uh, but uh, as far here, as... Before you answer here, here's, here's Cam Stewart looking like looking Lee like Ellis Lee there Ellis. Holding, yeah. holding a bucket of popcorn. 
<laughs> but I am very interested to see how this goes with the changing of the ball from the uh, Spalding to the Wilson. Because, look, the Wilson, I think, is closer to the Spalding ball than that synthetic ball we had in yeah. 2006. The league adopted that. And that was supposed to be the new ball, but everyone hated it and trashed it so much that the NBA actually went back uh, just, I think, around the All-Star break, I think it was, where they said, all right, there's too many people upset, and they went back to the original ball. Um, but Spalding has been the league ball since 1983, and it is going to be different. Now, it's it's hard to explain how it's going to be different, but a, a Wilson ball just does feel different from a Spalding ball. It just does. I mean, mm-hmm. it, to me, a little bit tougher the leather a little bit heavier but of course that's you know from a brand new ball like when you sort of break them in it's probably a little bit closer but i think it is going to change things because it is like these balls i use in in fiba they're just different balls it's the same size it's the same weight it's the same shape of course but it's a slightly different material and it does take a little bit of getting used to and um this is the big difference though you know because the players made such a big uh, deal about it back in 2006 that was still a spalding ball so they were able to sort of just go back to the old balls. But this is a brand new contract with Wilson. So it's not like I can really see the NBA saying, all right, sorry, scrap that contract with Wilson and we're going back to Spalding here if no, they don't like no, it. No, that's <laughs> you know, not happening. Like they're going to have to play it like these yeah. balls. Yeah. And, I wonder if and, they get some, <laughs> some summer reps because it's available July 29th, so 10 days from now. As soon as the NBA is done with this season, Wilson's got the ball contract. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure everybody will be touching it pretty, pretty soon. I mean, we got to get it on this show. we got to make a video. got to yeah. get the feel. got to... Because I think that was a question I had, too. And according to Zach Koval here in the stream team, Chris Brickley, one of those NBA trainers, has guys training with the new Wilson ball. Absolutely smart, because that was the main problem with the orange roundy back in the day, right? Was that they just sprung it on him. They're like, hey, we got a new ball. And it slices up your fingers. Uh, My question is, how is Wilson going to possibly live up to the legacy that Spalding is leaving behind with the finest wedgie record of all Mm. time? Well, if these balls are softer... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. gotta really step it up. And I saw Sam Unono was asking in the stream team as well. They got spalding rims in the NBA. Yeah. Will those be changed as well? Does a Wilson go into a spalding rim smoothly? That's a question to be answered. But surely this is gonna be a big story once there are complaints, because there will be complaints. Anytime yep. you change something, people are gonna complain. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that becomes the case, then it will be a story. But I'm with Brian here. People are still surprised that there's going to be a new ball in the NBA. I'm seeing in the stream team people like, what? There's a new ball next year? That's how under the radar this thing is. Uh, in college, they use Wilson, don't they? I think so. I they think, used I think to, they, they switch yeah. it. Like anybody, oh, like different teams have different balls or right. different conferences. Right. Who knows? Yeah. So, you know, from you know, a lot of the players who come through college have, have you know, played with it for some point of their career. But... It's a it's a big change, I think. Even though it's a small change, it's a, just a big change because it just feels different. And, and you know that you know someone who is a good shooter, if they have a bad season next season, it's like it's the ball, it's not me. Oh, yeah. you, know? you imagine like <laughs> Steph Curry suddenly yeah. couldn't hit a three or something like yeah. that. He's just the Spalding man. Yeah, can't do it with the Wilson. Do you think Tom Hanks will be uh, the first guy to like uh, <laughs> ceremonial tip it up? Yeah, I wonder yes. if he will be involved yeah. in some way. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> You think Tom Hanks is going to be involved in the NBA? No, I'm just saying, like, at some point, it'd be like, you know. I was kidding, but you don't seem to be. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they will. I mean, you know. Okay, which announcer will scream Wilson first uh, at the right time? (laughs) I don't know what Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle. Okay. Mark me down for an Iron Eagle on a wedgie. Wilson! That's good. That's really good. I hope we see that. 
they're going to bring somebody back from the inaugural season because Wilson was the first ball of the <laughs> even before when, before the NBA when it was called the BAA when the Knicks were playing the Huskies the Toronto Huskies in Maple Leaf Gardens in 1946 Wilson was the ball uh, I was looking to see if the person who scored the first basket is still alive Ozzie Sheckman unfortunately he lived a long life mm. he went till he was 94 but he died in 2013 uh, he was the first Basket ever scored with the the Wilson the first basket ever in the BAA Huskies Knicks playing for the old Knicks in Maple Leaf Gardens uh, so but they'll get somebody from back then we're going back to our roots here yeah we'll get a Naismith out there for sure <laughs> give me the family tree exactly do you prefer a Wilson or a Spalding Trey I'm a Wilson man uh, huh? it's always been a softer grippier ball for me I think it's good for putting spin on the glass throwing bounce passes. Uh, Spalding ball, I don't know, a, a fresh Spalding, I feel like, is a straight-up Chris Brickley. Those things are rough yeah, on the yeah. fingies. you got to work them in, for yeah. sure. Uh, have you ever played, Lee, with, I assume you have, right, uh, the Molten ball, the FIBA ball that we, that we see uh, yeah. in the Olympics? Yeah, I, I think at tournaments and stuff like that, we've, yeah. we've had them. Uh, you know, I can't think of a specific time, but definitely, uh, it, it just because as well, sometimes the, 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 the leather, you know, between the seams, they feel bulkier. On those ones, for sure, I think. And uh, even when you watch the game, I, I think you just sort of start, you know, again, through the Olympics, you look at it and you're just like, it just looks different. The balls, I'm just following the ball around here to see what it's going to do. It just, uh, you know, and I mean, you look at Kevin Durant's shot the other day and it's sort of like, I wonder how it feels for him. You know, a beautiful shooter of the basketball like him. I mean... You know, just it's just different. That, that's just... that's the funny part to me. It's like we're making a big deal out of this. Does Kevin Durant give a shit? Is he just like, well, but it's going to go in. Give it to me. Yeah, but see, that that or is he like so meticulous because this yeah. is what he does for a living and yeah. has taken over millions of shots in his life. Yeah, I, I mean, but I think when you go into a tournament like the World Cup or the Olympics, you know it's going to be different. Whereas you know the the Spalding ball's always been there throughout his career. Now it's not going to be there at all. So. You know, it's just just a little quirky little difference that you have to uh, iron out, I guess, to uh, to learn it. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait to see the impact. We're going to have uh, like Schumann breaking down the shooting numbers in the first week of <laughs> next season. Absolutely, we are. Comparing yeah. it to this season and where we stand with this new ball. And, uh, yeah, the wedgie question is uh, fascinating, TK. It's a great point. If it's softer, in theory, if it's stickier, you know, it's got that vibe to it. Sure. We're going to have some more wedgies. Tass, like this this record of 58 we're currently at, of course, still have uh, one or two games left in the finals. It's been a while without a wedgie. I think the last one was uh, Trey Young with a floater, right? Wow. Um, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It'd be nice to get a finals wedgie to really cap this season. But anyway, we'll see, if, uh, we'll see how long 58 or whatever it ends up being this season stands. Maybe this new Wilson ball will uh, give us that first 60-plus. Wouldn't Ooh, it be nice? Wouldn't the people be? are asking in the stream team, Skeets, yeah. that ball you've got on your shelf that you've had there for a little yeah. bit, is that a Moved Wilson it. or is that a Spalding? Because <laughs> uh, I know I know you haven't unboxed it. Yeah. You haven't unboxed it. And if it's a Spalding, at this point, you might want to keep that thing in there. Well, uh, I did unbox it. I didn't, I didn't have oh, it on no. social media. Yeah, yeah. I had to uh, put it yeah. back in. Well, I had put to it back in, open it. it up no, again. No, you know when I unboxed it? I unboxed it when we went to play like a couple weeks ago hey. uh, to shoot around. And I actually took it to the court in the box and then just threw the cardboard in the garbage <laughs> right by you there. You didn't even, I think it was right before you showed up. Um, I can't remember what it was. I think it's a Wilson. I don't know what Costco is selling these days. Mm. I have a feeling it was a Wilson. Really great price at Costco, guys. $19.99, I believe it was. Really legit, good indoor-outdoor game ball. 
Um, I think the NBA's got a know. deal with Costco. They go and get all yeah. their, their balls at bulk, so they're a little bit Pro- cheaper. Probably. Nice. Probably. It uh, came with two loaves of bread uh, and a patio set that I also picked up <laughs> at uh, Costco. All what right, well, we'll see, uh, we'll see the impact of this. Yeah. Of this we all, and we all have to take photos like uh, Nuggets broadcaster Katie Wingy did with the, okay. uh, with the Spalding ball saying, Goodbye, Spalding. <laughs> Everybody asking, what the heck are you talking about, Katie Winch? Are you going somewhere? Obviously, you know, people just don't realize that the ball is changing. I mean, I forgot about it for a while as well, for sure. Uh, but it's also going to be the official ball of the WNBA next season. W- Wilson the, is or the Wilson, Yeah, the Wilson. Oh, Wilson mm. is. Okay. Um, oh, man, you just made me think if we were still doing in memoriam. Yeah. Spalding would have been in there. That would have been nice to, to include in the... Uh, in the jokey in memoriam we always do at the end mm. of the year. We could still do it, man. Yeah, yeah. I guess we could still do it. <laughs> Season's not over quite yet. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. Uh, and nor is this podcast. We got a lot of questions still to get to, but let's take our first break. What do you got, Lily? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, so I lied. It wasn't a Wilson from Costco. Well, you guys were doing your ad reads. Went and checked uh, behind me there in the closet. It is a Spalding. Mm. Silver Series. <laughs> cool. What does that mean? I don't know. Adam Silver, I guess. Uh, but yeah, good ball, though. Sad to see it go. Collector's item now, though. That's, That's nice. Right. Yeah, for sure. Dirty already. Look at that. Doesn't take long <laughs> to get dirty. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah lo- that right? It looks yeah. well loved. Yeah, yes, exactly. Me. Great patina on there. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm glad you say that because I've played with it like three times, if that. So, uh, yeah. Spalding, man. Costco. There you go. That was the deal. So now we just find out if Costco uh, re-ups with uh, Wilson <laughs> for those good deals. Okay. What do we got next, next T? Yeah. Well, guys, I just watched Space Jam 2. So my question is, when was there a time you wasted two hours of your life you wish you could have had back. Wow, Stephen B. I wonder how old you are. Was this movie? <laughs> was this movie for you? Was it geared towards you? Can't wait to find out. Turn up, love you guys, awesome Stephen B. Sending in the hate Space Jam mail. Yeah, Space Jam two getting killed there on uh, social media. Which uh, you're right, Tass. Not really surprised when you consider it's a bunch of. I'm guessing 20, 30, 40 year olds uh, talking about a movie that's definitely not made for them. It was also number Weird. one in the box office. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's doing okay. I think there, I think people are actually downloading it at home and going to watch it in theaters where you can. Um, we're going to do a film session on it, for sure. We did Space Jam 1, what, last summer, maybe? Is that right? Yeah, it would yeah. have been, yeah. Yep. yeah. So why not? We'll do a Space Jam 2 uh, review. Have you guys seen it yet? Mm-hmm. I, I have seen yet. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Lee, you did. Okay. Yeah, you know, I saw it on who, the train today, coming back from uh, Legoland. So, and you, uh, wa- you watched it with uh, with the boys? With the boys, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to give it away, but uh, 
Wonderful viewing experience. I'll say that much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Interesting. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll do a film session for Space Jam 2 uh, in the upcoming weeks. But yes, Stephen B. did not like it. To answer his question, though, a time when you wasted a couple hours of your life that you wish you had back. I think I struggle a little bit with this, but then it came to me. When we moved here to Atlanta from Canada in, what was it? 2013. Yeah. So we're looking at about eight years ago. One thing that really pissed me off for some reason is that I, I can't remember if it was the same for you guys, definitely not Trey, but uh, Lee and Tass, let me know, and JD. I had to go and retake my driver's test. And I never could understand why. I'm like, what do you mean? I have a driver's license in Canada. Uh, it's pretty similar, guys, up there, how we drive up there to how you're driving down here in Georgia. <laughs> but they're like, no, you, you got to take the dumb online test. Okay, whatever. If it was that, sure, that takes like five minutes. But no, you got to book an appointment and actually get out there on the road with someone that's going to probably be younger than you. And, uh, and they're going to judge how you drive. That just was, uh, it, you know, the test itself didn't take two hours, but the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Getting there and, of course, planning it and all that uh, and then doing it. It was just like, it was ridiculous. Did you have to do it, Tess? Did yep. you actually have to? Yeah, you did. Why? It doesn't make any sense except just take more of your money. And they're like, you got to charge you for it. That's just ridiculous to me. But uh, I just the whole time I was fuming. I'm like, why am I having to do this? I have a, I've proven I can drive. <laughs> I'm not here. You got to prove it here. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you win a championship in the NCAAs. You got to win one in the NBA <laughs> and establish yourself. Everybody knows, Skeets, that you can drive when it says kilometers per hour yeah. on the signs. But can you when it says miles per hour? We need to see that. Well, <laughs> that's the most ironic part of this whole thing. Uh, so, this is not the NBA of driving here down here. In the <laughs> Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Great point. Far from it. I don't even know what league this would be uh, considered. But yeah, anyway. Okay. I'm just happy to know that you all had to do it. Uh, Besides, again, Trey, because he's American. And so when I had my Australian license to Canada, it was just an exchange. Exactly. Yeah, but I couldn't keep my Australian one. They kept that and gave me the Canadian, so it didn't have two active licenses. Which is fine. I'm like, all right, fine. Who cares? It was just like, okay, you can go and drive whenever you want. But I also seem to recall, uh, for me, when I had to take my driver's test, they wouldn't let me use a rental car. I had to have my own car, but I wasn't supposed to drive that car that I owned until I passed my test. So I drove down, because I, I, I had the car at home, but I didn't have my US license. But I was like, well, I, uh, uh, one, of, one of these things has to give here. So I just drove the car that I wasn't supposed to be yeah. driving on the road to take the test because they wouldn't let me take it in a rental. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was like, so the cops can pull you over one way or the other, basically. Right. Oh, well, I guess the cops don't pull you over for a rental, but it was like, I couldn't take the test if I didn't have my own car. So that was the thing that just drove me crazy as well. I'm like, the, these rules con- contradict each other. You, you have to be able to, if you can pass a test, what difference does it make whether the car's a rental or not? <laughs> well, you know? uh, Trey, let me ask you, when you went up to Canada, when you moved from Illinois to Ontario... Did you have to take another driver's test? I don't think I did take a driving test. Oh, that's interesting. You went from miles to kilometers and you figured it out just like I don't think I had a driver's license in Canada. Oh. I didn't have a car, uh, but I was Uh, a rebel. I was driving out there. I don't know. Uh, All I remember from 
my Canada documentation was like I walked in, got a number, and they let me leave with cards on the very same day, like a like a health card and a, what do they call it, an SIN card. I was like, what? Yep. You're giving me these on the same day that I'm asking for them? Shouldn't I have to wait six to eight weeks to get any sort of, you know, some sort of documentation? That's how it is in the United States. you got to wait forever. There, they're just like, hey, take some cards. So yeah. maybe I did get a driver's license. They just threw it in. Yeah, I, I think I did my driver's license in a rental too, Lee. I you did, did it. do it. Huh? Yeah. I, did I it definitely a, did. Yeah. It was a rental car for sure. Yeah. I didn't. I just wanted to say this line. I did it in a rental, Lincoln, Continental. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, I brought my car from yeah. Canada down here, so they uh. shipped it down here. But you did it in a rental, eh, JD? Yes, of course. Our car hadn't arrived yet. It took like four weeks to get my car. And it didn't it take six months to get your car, Tass? It took forever. Yeah, it was long. <laughs> you can get, you can get a, a live animal across the border in no time, but a car takes oh, yeah. six months. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is... See, That's a good point. I'm with yeah. Sam here. Point. This, like, to me, makes more sense. You should only have to retake a driver's test or a driving test is when you're switching from right hand drive to left like that makes a little more sense you got to get comfortable Agreed. with that there's some some different rules you know but yeah that's yeah. the fu- the funny part is like we're coming from canada to america and we yeah. somehow have to take this again and that's when when i went back to australia two years ago you know that's where i learned to drive and i thought having driven on the right obviously in canada and america i was like ah, i'll be fine going back to where i started to drive but there were a couple of times I was, uh, yeah. I found myself down the wrong, going down the wrong side sure. of the road. I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. But then it doesn't take long to switch back. But uh, yeah. I was surprised that I, that I, uh, I made a couple of mistakes there at the start. And fortunately, no harm done. But uh, a quick bit of a wake up call, that's for sure. Uh, who else has an answer for this? I know everybody watching and listening to this podcast would say the last 20 minutes of us talking about driving. <laughs> yeah. uh, but two hours you wish you uh, had back. Lee, we'll go to you next. What do you got? Well, I, I will go as fresh as last night because uh, we caught the train down to Billund, uh, where Legoland is, and then the train back. And uh, I had to really, we, everything is very advanced in this country, uh, except when it comes to tickets for trains, you have to print them out, even though we had like a QR reader on the phone for the tickets. So I was at the hotel and I was like, can you, uh, I went to the front office, a uh, front desk and I said, can you print these out? And um, this lady's name, we, I just couldn't get her email address right, right? So, and she said, just go around, there's a little business center around the corner, you can print out there. You just have to log in. Now, I tried to log in to my own uh, Gmail address and I cannot remember my password because I never, <laughs> I never log out of it. And I, and I got to the point, I tried twice and it failed. And I thought, I don't know what happens after three. Um, but I was like, I don't want to lose access. So then uh, I sh- Beautiful shooter of the basketball? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, shooter, beautiful basketball? No. Uh- so I went, I, I, so I logged out and shut down. I said to my, I went and grabbed my wife and said, would you mind just logging in? I'll forward you the tickets and you print them, oh, you download them and print them, oh right? Oh my God, your poor so, wife. Jesus well, by the t- there was only two computers, right? So by the time she came back, there were these kids playing, you know, Minecraft or something on the computer. And you know those kids, and they're having a great time. And I came back, and I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to not be that you know guy, but I was also trying to be like, oh, come on, I got to get these tickets for some reason printed out. Anyway, they were playing for you know forty five minutes, right? And uh, and my wife was like, well, I'll, I'll come back later on. So all right, no worries, no worries. Anyway, eventually we got there, and eventually got them printed out. And this morning on the train, showed the guy the ticket. He, didn't and he get goes, them. 
You can just use it off the phone. It says on there, those please, please print these tickets and have them with you. So I was like, all right, uh, well, what the hell's going on here? Come on, can't we sort this stuff out by now? <laughs> so that was more than two hours. It was probably about four hours, but uh, it was it was weird. When when you see so many other things so, so well operated here, when it comes to train tickets, I thought, hmm, seems to be a little bit behind on that part. But it turned out they're not behind. No. They're just, uh, well, they haven't yeah. updated the small print or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, that's weird that it still says that. So anyway... We got there in the end. Uh, uh, we hear you, Enzo. Um, he says, <laughs> I keep forgetting the question. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot here on Beach Steppen. Uh, what, do you, what do you have, uh, for Trey, for you know, wasting two hours? Wish you had him back. Um, heading into college, you know, senior year of high school, I ended up rooming with another kid who went to the same school as me. Um, we ended up rooming together for freshman year. Uh, so we went to our college admissions, like, interview together and we drove two hours out of the way the complete wrong way when we were driving there which is a perfect first impression to make when you're going to try to get accepted to a school hey you can either go west or east oh we went west we ended up in a town called cherry cherry illinois so just named after the berry are you kidding me we finally get there but guess what knocked it out of the park nice Got admitted into Benedictine University, got the scholarship, and lost it after a year. Great times, great times. Oh, <laughs> hey, bud, it's fun in college, you know, raging with your boys, studying. That sucks. Who was driving? Uh, that one's on Nate. That oh. one's on Nate, but I guess, I guess that means I was the navigator. Yeah. More like a navigator because oh I am bad at figuring out which way to go, and that one really, really sticks out to me. Oh no, 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 no! You gotta excuse my friend. The town's back that way. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Cherry, Illinois. We drove through Ladd, Illinois, and you know, if you're heading west on 88, if you're ever out in Illinois in the suburbs, you ain't gonna see any buildings. That should have mm. been a dead giveaway to us, huh? All we're seeing out here is landfills and cornfields. Maybe right. if we go the other way, we'll find a school. Yeah, that's amazing you just kept going that long. That's the fascinating part to me. Yeah, like, ex- exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Why? Why? <laughs> I, knew, I knew that the place we were going was less than an hour away. Right. So why right. did we drive more than an hour in the wrong direction? I don't know. Amazing. Tass, you got an answer for this one? No, we can move on. I can't compete with paperwork and driver's license and all that. (laughs) You really can't. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, Hi, guys. A few years back, I visited the Lego house. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Uh, Which is a Lego museum expo. It's awesome. Recommend Lee to go visit. They had recreated the alley-oop from Kobe to Shaq, all in Lego. Okay. Perhaps Lee can tell you if it's still there. Lee, do you know what he's talking about here? Mike in South Africa? We went to Lego House yesterday, which is like the whole history of Lego and stuff like that. Okay. I didn't see that. I saw okay. something else, maybe they, basketball. Maybe they but took not, it down. Yeah, I, no. So okay. I didn't see it. Uh, anyway, if you had to create your own scene of an NBA game, what scene would you recreate with Legos? That's a fun one. Turn up. Again, that's from Mike in South Africa. Thanks, Mike. What do you got, Tess? Well, for me, I think a great scene would be Kawhi's shot in the squat making it happen against the Sixers. It's a beauty just because he's got that, you know, that semicircle of guys around him. There it is right there. It's so good. You'd get a little squatty Lego to be Kawhi sitting down there with everybody around him. You know, the, the great facial reactions around him. 
Uh, yeah, and going back and watching this, yeah, it's it's so, so good. I think I would have the ball above the rim. It wouldn't be going through the hoop. I think it would be on a, a little bit of a stick mm-hmm. uh, or, or, you know, some sort of invisible thing. Uh, you know, and then we could have uh, Marcus Soul hugging Joel Embiid or Joel Embiid going to the tunnel, you know, a few minutes later crying. Uh, that would that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That scene, so good. It would be a whiteout. All the fans were wearing white that night, like the Toronto Angels that they are. And uh, yeah, it would be a great, great scene. That was my exact answer as well. Hence me pulling up that photo very quickly there for Tass. <laughs> yeah, it's the squad. It's the Kawhi squad. It's a great, a great one to see, you know, a man that uh, stumbles upon Legoland. Like, let's say this guy, for example. Um, <laughs> Could then, you know, get in the photo and take yeah. a photo uh, beside Kawhi there and Joel Embiid and, and everybody else uh, over on the Raptors bench. So that's my answer, too. What do you got, Trey? I, too, would like a very, I guess, like a busy scene, you know, with yeah. lots of people there, a lot of detail in the background, just like Tass's uh, Kawhi shot. But for me, I'm going Ray Allen, corner three-pointer, game six, 2013 Ooh, finals against the Spurs. The main reason I want this is to get a Jimmy Goldstein minifig. Can you imagine how cool that would look like a tiny little Jimmy Goldstein? Because if I'm not mistaken, he's like right behind Ray Allen uh, sitting on the yeah. sideline um, in, in, like, in some of those shots. So, you know, you've got, a, you've got all the, the greats out on the court. LeBron, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Duncan, Kawhi, all the Spurs guys. Ray Allen hitting the three from the corner. And you've also got a crazy looking Jimmy Goldstein sitting over there with his hat on. He's probably got the fanciest wares you can have as a Lego minifig. I think it'd be great. <laughs> Lee, well, what's your answer for this? What do you yeah. want to recreate? Some iconic moments. I think maybe the Pippin on Ewing Dunk, because uh, then you could also create the faces on the Lego players who are watching. Like, you know, I think Derek Harper's on the ground, sort of like looking up like that. And, you know, any of those big moments. LeBron dunking on Jason Terry would be good if you had Terry just like lying on the ground and LeBron like, you know, sky high there. The block on Iguodala would be a good one as well with that crowd, everyone packed in like that. So... All of those sort of big, memorable, iconic moments, I think they'd look cool. And I think you would probably be able to pick them out as well straight away. They wouldn't need necessarily the little plate to say what it is. You could just say, oh, yeah, that's this move or that that possession or that play. Something like that. There was a photo you shared, I think, on your Instagram account, Lee, of you standing beside... Was it just a generic Lego yeah. basketball player? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, was it, yeah. it wasn't supposed to be anybody? Well, I said it was Wilt, you know. Because he was, was like, wearing 13? Is that what it no, was? No, he was wearing number 10, actually. I just sort oh. of, I, I, well, it was in the lobby and I was like, oh my God, I come all the way to Bill and the first thing I see is an NBA related uh, Lego. I thought, yeah. I got to take a photo of this, you know, I was going to post up, I was going to do all that sort of stuff, but uh, <laughs> just took a photo staring at him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just said it was Wilt. It was like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it probably is more just a generic, but it sort of looked like Wilt with the hair and the uh, and the facial hair okay. there. Okay, it was, but you weren't lying down on it. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, now he loves having these photos loaded up in the stream team. I never said I didn't like the photos <laughs> being there loaded. I don't like waiting five fucking minutes for Leo to try and find one. That's a big difference. Big I love the photos. We're live on YouTube here. Uh, All right. What's our next one here, Tess? Hey, guys. I'm a 24-year-old Detroit Pistons fan from South Dakota. My first basketball memory was the Tayshaun Prince chase down block on Reggie Miller in the 04 Eastern Conference Finals. I also vividly remember 
being 10 and LeBron destroying us in the 07 playoffs. Basically, ever since then, it's been rough to be a Pistons fan, but I'm glad that they have finally bottomed out instead of failing to make the playoffs and getting the eighth pick in the draft. There's been a lot of talk about the Pistons trading the pick, but I think it's all rumors. Just take Cade. My question, was there a time when you joined a hype train at its peak and have been stuck rooting for it ever since? Sincerely, longtime listener, Josh Trey. When did you root for the front runner? Well, first of all, Josh, you don't have to say being a fan of a team that had a good period and then has really struggled. You don't have to say it like it's a bad thing. It's called loyalty. Think about the Chicago Bulls. For me, they were the best team ever. That was the case from age 7 to 14. Since then, they've had five playoff series wins. They've barely approached 500 this season. I was saying they're back. Look at how insane Suns fans are going right now that their team is finally good. Someday the Pistons are going to be back, and you're going to be happy you stuck it out. Maybe we'll put you on YouTube. You know, I don't know. Bring some money to a game when Cade Cunningham's going off in the finals. Or say the Pistons are going to win somebody in four after you knock them out. That's called loyalty, and I love it. But also, if you're talking about a hype train I joined at its peak and have been rooting for ever since, I'm still a fan of the trucker hat. I don't know why. Like, early 2000s, trucker hats were really everywhere. You know, you had a mesh back, and I actually think it's funny that uh, Josh says you joined it at its peak, because that's what I really liked about the trucker hat, was, like, the shape of the front, and it kind of like, came almost to, like, a Pope hat sort of look. You got the the mesh in the back. This was uh, when Ashton Kutcher was on top of the world. Every once in a while, there's rumblings that the trucker hat is coming back. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right, here we go. We're going to get some breathable mesh on the back of our heads. We're going to be keeping cool out there. But it's usually just people wearing, like, the Von Dutch version. They're like, okay, this is going to be kitschy this summer. We're wearing Von Dutch trucker hats. I want trucker hats bought from a truck stop to come back. Uh, If that's the case, I'll be ready. I got a stockpile of them waiting somewhere at my mom's house. Of course you do. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, trucker hats bought at a truck stop. You can acquire those for pretty cheap. Yeah. Pretty cheap. Nice one. That's a nice one because I I think they're coming back. Uh, I say that because I got one for the first time in my life recently. It was a freebie. But uh, I think they're... I think there's some promise there, and it's not just going to be, you know, Von Dutch throwback (laughs) day. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, lots of people got a Von Dutch deep in the closet. But how many you got? How many you got stacked? Well, um, that's a good question. I don't know about boxes at home. I've been going through a ton of boxes here. Here's the only one I've got right now. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a peak. This one's pretty big right here. (laughs) Talk about putting a hat on a hat. Holy. Past the hat. This is from the Giving Kitchen down oh, here in Atlanta. Oh, cool. And uh-huh. as you can see, uh, so that's a clearly got the mesh oh, yeah. in the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that looks cool on you. I don't know, man. I'm showing a lot of forehead here. Well, that's <laughs> why I could never wear like a an hat entire, like that. It's too tall. <laughs> an entire archway. This looks like St. Louis over here. I don't know about this, but uh, I'm going to wear it for the rest <laughs> of the show. Maybe they'll bring it back. Looks like you have a crazy sunburn on your forehead. I, yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Put this on and instantly got sunburned. I'm going no brows because it's a deep, uh, deep cap. So if this doesn't bring back trucker hats, nothing will. Okay. Awesome. Uh, what do you got for this one, Lily? I guess uh, I get, when I moved to Toronto in 2001, the Leafs just made the playoffs and they had to face the uh, Ottawa Senators in the first round. The Senators had home ice advantage and the uh, Leafies swept them. 
And no. I got caught up in it big time Little because it was, that was the first time. I was like, maybe the, maybe the Leafs are going all the way this year. Mm-hmm. They had the New Jersey Devils in the next round. They actually led that series 3-2. Had game six back at the ACC. Uh, Alexander McGildy, um, he knocked out somebody. I can't No, no, it wasn't Alexander McGillney. It was... Uh, anyway, anyway, the point is, you know... Scott Stevens? Scott Stevens was involved, yeah. He knocked out somebody, did he? Or did he get knocked out? I can't remember. But anyway... You're asking the wrong was, bunch, uh, man. I mean, he could have knocked out Eric Lindros. Uh, I don't uh, think... Uh, uh, maybe, maybe I don't not. think anyway, Lindros Scott was Stevens on the knocked people out. Anyway, yeah, Matt, Matt Sundin was the big star then yeah. uh, uh, for the Leafs. And so, you know, when you go to a new country like, you know, cricket, Aussie rules, football... Even basketball, to an extent. I mean, obviously, that was when Vince really uh, put the Raptors on the map. But it was like completely new sport for me. This city doesn't really care about anything outside of the Leafs. And it was awesome. It was awesome getting into mm-hmm. it, going to the bar, throwing down some wings, having some beers with the boys, oh, cheering on the Leafs. <laughs> what up? Here it comes. Here then- it comes. <laughs> Just somebody post Cam now. Just do it. He's talking about crushing wings. We got to see this, man. Ah, but that's, uh, you know, the thing is, like, for me, it was like, oh, my God, what a, this is awesome. You know, the biggest team in hockey, you know, didn't do it this year, but surely the next couple of years are going to win the Stanley right. Cup and people are going to go crazy. Obviously, it still hasn't happened. But Canada did go on to win the gold medal at uh, Salt Lake City at the uh, Winter Olympics that, that following, you know, that winter. And they hadn't won that for, the, for a while. So that was a pretty big celebration, I remember. So that uh, was a hockey head there for a while, you know. It was, uh, <laughs> it was great. I loved it. But... You, you know, you sort of obviously you lose touch with it when you're not surrounded by it. And Atlanta used to have a team, but uh, but not anymore. So I still keep my eye on the Leafs, but it's funny seeing all those jokes that I heard in 2001 that, yeah, they're never going to do it. They're always going to choke. And 20 years later, sort of the same thing. You know, they put themselves in a position to win, but can't close it out. Mm. I, I guess I sort of have a similar answer to you. It's, uh, you know, sports related. I lived in Toronto for a long time, you know, grew up two hours outside of Toronto. So naturally cheer for the Raptors. I'm a Blue Jays fan. You know, I don't care that much about hockey, but I guess by default, I'm sort of a Leafs fan. Uh, But one team I never sort of like connected to for whatever reason, even though I went to a couple of games and had fun, uh, was the the Toronto FC, the MLS team uh, when we were there. Now, I remember when we lived there, they were garbage. Like they were horrible so maybe that was a part of the reason why but we moved down here to atlanta and then in a few years after we got here atlanta united was an expansion team i think in 2017 and man what a party that was and a scene that was and i was like no i'm an atlanta united fan to the point where they were playing toronto and i would we would go to the games i think there was a playoff game once yeah there was I and think i wasn't was even just... cheering for toronto and people were yeah. like, what you're not cheering for toronto i was like no I'm an Atlanta United fan. You know, I got their jersey, and I go to a lot of the games with friends down here. Uh, and they were good right from the jump. You know, they were a playoff team right away. And then they won the they won the cup in their second year. And they've fallen off since. They just fired their coach, like, uh, two days ago. Things aren't going as great for them. But, yeah, you know, I, I jumped on that train, and I'm sticking with it. And they're probably going to be bad now for a couple of years. But, man, that was a... That was a fun... I mean, still, they got great support down here. I think they're, like, maybe the most popular... MLS franchise. They're one of them for sure, just in terms of like uh, supporting groups and just the scene and a lot of people that show up to these games. So I'm Atlanta United ride or die, Tass. I don't know about you. <laughs> you Toronto FC guy? You don't um, care at all? Yeah, neither probably. I mean, yeah. I love the game. I just love the, the beautiful game. 
Uh, sure. I, I will watch it anytime, any anywhere. <laughs> this this Gabrielle Hines news is really hitting me hard. Uh, I'm not sure what to do, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be out there cheering on the, the United. It's a great scene. It's a it's definitely oh. a good time. Oh, it's so um, much fun. I mean, I was more of a Bobby Dodd Stadium fan than uh, <laughs> oh, the Mercedes sure. Benz. First nine games, yeah, man, that was beautiful. Nice was... skyline there, Georgia Tech too. Yeah, you could feel it. The uh, the Mercedes Benz Stadium, it's just, I mean, it's big, it's beautiful. But uh, the acoustics, you know, it's just, it doesn't get super loud in there. It's just I've never it is heard something talk happens. More about acoustics at a sporting event than you. You love it. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we've been doing the show for a long time. You got it. You gotta, the, the acoustics are important. It's not. It's not a rocking building. It's mm. just not a rocking. I mean, anyway. I've had been to games there where they have seventy thousand people. It's pretty. Pretty that's, intense. That's a it's big number, but you'd think it'd be louder for 70,000 people. It's just not that loud. It's not. Anyway, um, yeah, for me, uh, as far as uh, joining a hype train at its peak, I've joined the uh, the Peloton cult. I'm mm. in it. I'm, I'm, I'm deep in it. And I didn't know if, you know, I didn't know if I'd really, really like the live at home working out with that person. But uh, I love it. Love my Just Sims. I love my Adrian Williams. It's a it's a good time, and it keeps you coming back. Keeps you coming back. And I I especially didn't know if I was going to be into it because uh, I bought one of their treadmills, and their treadmills have both been recalled because yeah. they both had issues. One the uh, the screen was falling off, and the other one had some major major issues with the the treadmill pulling things underneath it, including uh, pets and humans. Uh, right. No joke with kids. Uh, so. Uh, they put in some uh, safety features to um, to avoid things like that. You have to put in a passcode, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. Uh, so we kept ours. We didn't. We everybody can send theirs back, but uh, we kept ours and uh, just keeping our pets and kids away from it as much as possible. But it is scary. But anyways, the the whole experience. It's a good one. It is a, the Peloton experience is a good one. No joke. You and you have just the treadmill. You don't have the bike. No, I don't. I don't have a bike. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, they've got they've got. The licensed music, mm-hmm. huge. Wow, in, com- I didn't in know comparison that. to uh, all I got other a playlist for everything. Huh. Right, right. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you're listening to, to real current music uh, as opposed to. Bah, 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 let's work out. Da, 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 you know, regular. Uh, this guy loves the videos. Loves the, loves, the, loves the music. Loves acoustics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how's the acoustics in the guy. Peloton studio? I've never listened to headphones, but I've got a Spice Girls yoga with a DT <laughs> oh. coming up in not too long. Uh, I'm converted to Peloton too, Tassie. I love the inspiration. And I love all the different uh, little sub-communities that all the trainers have, like Adrian Williams, you said. He's got the Thunder Squad because he brings the thunder. Oh, wow. Andy Spear, if you're a fan of his, you're a spearhead. <laughs> Took me a while to understand what he was saying. But I'm in both now. Love yeah. it. Yeah, there's a couple of trainers who are involved in basketball too. They're in arena okay. hosts, Allie Love and uh, Jess Sims too, oh, yeah. for for the Nets and for the Liberty. Yeah. Are, yeah. So, are they live then when you're doing it? Like that person, that can trainer? Be. They can be. They can. Every, be. every video that is every video that is recorded is initially done live. Oh, and then okay. It, then it's archived. Oh wow. So yeah, we could we could be you know yeah that's definitely part of the appeal. We could be working out together we could high five each other virtually because we're scared of working out in person cool so yeah are you into the gamification of it trying to get those badges and streaks and all that kind of stuff you know get a shout out from adrian tess 
100 yeah. strength workouts. I see you, bro. One day, man. One day. My, my 40th birthday is coming up. You know I'm going to be working out. Uh, We're just waiting, waiting for him to say, happy birthday, Tias Mulas. You got it, man. Yeah, Adrian, he's good. He's good. He is a, he is a machine. You know, the thing about Adrian Williams is you know, people will like aspire to work out, look like him because he's, he's massive and he looks great. But he also does a billion other workouts besides the one he's doing on the Peloton. Because if he's lifting up a 20-pound dumbbell, he ain't looking like that. You know, he looks he's doing some huge deadlifts, some huge workouts, but he's looking good. But a lot of them, you know, a lot of them, these aren't chiseled people, which is nice. They, you know, it's relatable. They're fit. Most of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's take uh, one more break, and then we'll get to a few more questions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Okay, a few more questions here on the Beach Steppin' Podcast. Hey, Dunkaroos, trademarked, writes this emailer. I'm a sicko, and I follow just about any basketball media I can find online. Once I'm done with my latest No Dunks classic, of course. One thing which always stands out to me across the spectrum is the constant comparison of individuals or teams to dogs. He defends like a dog. They got a bunch of dogs on that squad, etc. As a proud owner of a Boston Terrier and Dashund, I can't say I see much Marcus Smart in them. Maybe JVG hanging on Alonzo's leg? My dogs aren't tough though, they're cute and cuddly. This leads me to my question, if you had to compare a current player to an exotic animal, which player would it be? What animal do they remind you of and why? RIP Dunkaroos. My lunchbox will never be the same. Burn up, love five guys, blossom. That's from D-Ball in Ottawa. I was really confused by the rest in peace Dunkaroos there for a second, but now it all makes sense. I do remember the snack. Um, Yeah, so exotic animals. Which player comparisons are we throwing out there, Trey? Uh, PJ Tucker's a lot like a largemouth bass. They exist in both (laughs) northern and southern climates, from Phoenix to Houston, Milwaukee, even up to Ontario. You can catch bass up there. They're usually... Pretty easy to locate. Bass are hanging out in the shade or near cover. PJ Tucker's open in the corner. Some days they're really hot. PJ knocking down threes or the bass biting your lures. When you get them on you, if PJ's playing defense, it's going to be a physical battle. If you get a bass on your line, you're getting a workout as well. And the final thing that sells it, they're both green. PJ Tucker, a largemouth bass. (laughs) Nice. nice. Somebody had to uh, be a bass. Yeah, I like that. Um, also, I know I completely butchered whatever I said. It's what is it, Dachshund, right? That's the dog. That, uh, this guy. What? 
isn't i think I you can say both oh can you okay mm-hmm. okay after i said it out loud i'm like eh, i thought it was yeah maybe it's docs i don't doesn't matter we know what the dog i'm talking about tess exotic animals player yes we haven't had a good animal question in years it feels like it's been a while uh i'm going with kyle anderson of the memphis grizzlies as an emu uh the emu is the second largest living bird by height you know kyle anderson is large but not super large he's the second largest human and this was the first sentence on the wikipedia page for emu so uh, it worked out really well uh the male emu does the incubation of the egg and the nest for the egg is on the ground it, it, it hangs out on the ground, just like Kyle Anderson. He's it's not jumping <laughs> anywhere. Uh, and uh, he clears out the area. He makes sure he can see all around him. You know, it, it's a very flat area. And he makes the egg happen, just like Kyle Anderson makes the play happen. He starts the process. Well, the female emu starts the process. But uh, Kyle Anderson finishes the job. He creates it. And during this process, he hardly eats or drinks and loses a, a significant amount of weight. Uh, I think muscle watch, I think Kyle Anderson has lost some weight. So there's your weird, weird comparison to an animal like we get every few years here. I don't mind it. What do you have, Lee? Mm, yeah, mine's mine's rough. Um, oh, but, uh, you know, you look at a uh, hippo and you think, well, they can't be too agile because they're so big and heavy, but they're actually extremely agile and extremely fast as well. A- even underwater, they can run fast. And, uh, you know, they're pretty tough, resilient animals. Um, Brooke Lopez doesn't look all that fast or agile out there, hmm. but Brooke Lopez is actually quite agile for a big man. A couple of times you see him sort of put the ball on the floor, drive inside, he, he you know waves those arms around and gets up there and scores. He's versatile as well. He can shoot the three. He's just a big guy who uh, actually moves pretty well. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's the best I came up with. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. That's not bad, man. Uh, my, my quick answer is for over a decade, we've debated whether Russell Westbrook is more of a dog or a cat. We've gone back and forth. It's changed over the years, which one you think he is more, to some of us at least. But maybe this whole time, I know he said he was a wolf, but maybe he's a porcupine. Hmm, think about it. A porcupine, an exotic animal. Some people have porcupines as pets, which is, uh, wow, that's a... Uh, that's ballsy. Yeah, I was reading about it. Apparently, that's a thing you can do. You can sort of train them or stuff like that. Anyway. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, very prickly. And it's got like sort of dog and cat like uh, uh, qualities to it to me. So maybe he's a little bit of both. So Westbrook is a porcupine. <laughs> I can't believe you can train a porcupine. Like, yeah, I can't. I don't Why know. Man. I mean, a fair, you know, Westbrook is a prickly personality. But the people close to him are very close to him and obviously love him. He's a beloved mm, teammate. True. So maybe. Maybe that is why you can have a porcupine as a pet. I can't imagine enjoying that, though. I mean, you can train it to what? Cuddle next to you covered in spikes? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe call it and stuff like that. I didn't do a deep dive <laughs> on, uh, call it on porcupine tricks. training. Yeah, but mm. I guess they're probably smart animals. And, sure. And using food, you can, uh, you, know, you, can, you can probably train most animals to do the things you want them to do with that. So yeah. porcupines. 
You can well, train a well, dragon. You can train a porcupine. <laughs> I don't know if uh, any of you guys follow Ga- Gator Boy Chris on Instagram, but he Excuse basically tra- Gator Boy Chris. And no. He basically trains um, gators. Uh, yeah, like you should see. Like they come up to they come up to his face like this. It's incredible. And there's another guy, Dean Schneider, who's in South Africa, who's like buddies with lions and stuff. Lions wrestle him and jump on him and stuff. Both incredible follows. Like you, you just every day they they put up new stuff. You're just like, oh my god, how are these guys? At one point, you would think one of these animals would have just naturally, you know, their natural instinct would have taken over. And they would have just destroyed <laughs> these guys, but they don't. I mean, especially Gator Boy Chris, because I think lions and and, and Dean Schneider talks about it. Like you get them from a young age, <laughs> you know, and you and you grow and they grow up with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you feed them and all that sort of stuff. Then they do become very loyal to you. And he, he wrestles and plays with them. He's all a big part of that. But crocodiles, anyone in the crocodilian, crocodilian family, I'm a little bit wary of because they're just killers. Like Steve Irwin used to say, you know, like he he would trust um, crocodiles more than executives in, uh, in TV executives because he's like, crocodiles are going to try to eat you and kill you. They don't dress up in a suit and pretend they're not trying to do ah, that, too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. They're not hiding their motive. <laughs> well, what yeah. about, uh, you know, I don't want to make this dark or anything, but what you're saying here with these Schneider man, what'd you call him? Uh, Dean Schneider, yeah. Yeah, Schneider and then Gator Boy, Gator Chris, uh, yeah. Gator Loki. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of Grizzly Man, Timothy Ooh, Treadwell. Yeah. That guy thought he was like best friends with bears. <laughs> Turns out he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying. Well, like, uh, uh, have, they, have they cracked the code yet on Grizzly Man? Do we know if it's real or fake, Skeets? Oh, I think it's real. Mm, I, I don't know. I remember some controversy. When you it think was... Grizzly Man is fake? Word? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. How friendly was he with these <laughs> with these bears? Yeah. Do you think he had a friend who used to talk about my buddy Grizz? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the guy that was having sex with the octopus. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, be careful with those animals out there, everybody. Uh, one more cue here, and then we'll wrap up this Beach Devon podcast. <laughs> Greetings, the Hamptons Five. I've been a longtime listener since the first year of the starters way back when, when I was in the seventh grade. Yesterday, I was playing five-on-five pickup at a court near my home, as I always do, when someone on the opposing team shot a corner three and it happened to wedge in between the rim and the backboard. I immediately yelled, We got a wedgie! Yeah. Not thinking I'd get a response, of course, but four or five people waiting, who were waiting to play, all yelled, Wedgie tracker! What? (laughs) And followed it up with, We love no dunks. My question... When's the time you reference something out loud not thinking anyone would know what you were saying only to be surprised by others getting the reference? Keep up the amazing work. Let's go Raptors and Mavs. Linden in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. That is wild. They're referencing Wedgie Tracker. What? Yeah, that, that part's a little... That's next level. Because I think we've crossed the threshold with the actual Wedgie. I think it's weirder if somebody stuck the ball between the rim and the backboard at any run you were at in the world... And somebody didn't yell wedgie. I think that's weirder. But I'm with the test. The wedgie tracker and the Twitter handle, I believe, even in the email, at wedgie tracker. <laughs> uh, okay, that now, now I'm not expecting everybody to be doing that yet. But am I wrong? I think we've... Wedgie is... It's a part now of basketball lexicon. For the most part. I don't think there's many, many places where if it were to happen, at least one person wouldn't reference wedgie. 
Yeah, it's possible. That's that. It's oh, definitely Tom's it's in. definitely in the lexicon for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah the uh, I, I'm pretty sure the people pl- are watching, waiting to play. Didn't yell at Wedgie Tracker Twitter.com <laughs> slash. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird one. It's it's weird to write down. Did, you know, at Gator Boy. Do you, do you yell at Gator Boy <laughs> on Instagram? That, like that was weird. Uh, the Wedgie Tracker. But maybe you know if they they are Canadian, uh, so you know mm. maybe there's that part of it as well. Everybody knows everybody in Canada. Everybody knows the Basketball Jones slash the Starter slash No Duck. So uh, we appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I think it's definitely entered. Yeah, the Lex kind of. But everybody knows if it's if it's reached NBA commentators, of course, of course. Like I'm just saying, is there a run out there over the last? I don't know. Let's say this last week, ball got stuck exactly like a wedgie, and everybody was looking around, going, "Wow, what is that? What do you call that?" Nope. If you nope. call it anything, you're calling it a wedgie. Yeah. We have vanquished those who call it a neckball. Neck that was our here. biggest competition. Yeah. Wedgie versus neckball. Sorry, neckball. The next biggest competition will be uh, commentators and people saying, like, saying things like, we never see this. We never see this kind of thing because right. we do see it. We see it, you know, 40 to 50 to 60 times a year. Which breaks down to about one and a half a team, I suppose. So it's probably right. going to happen in one of your games at some point, NBA teams. And at that point, you're going to call it a wedgie. Yeah. And like people are pointing out here in the stream team, you know, wedgie, wedgie tracker is now even being mentioned by some of the commentators. Uh, so even that, that is starting to get out to the, uh, to the, to the diehards and the casuals, I guess, watching mm-hmm. the games. So yeah. this is fantastic. The I commentators, for sure, they definitely do their homework before their games. They do their prep. So... Part of it is wedgetracker.com. You got to know how many wedgies do you have going into the game so mm-hmm. you can call it out. This is wedgie number 47. And uh, yeah, neckball, sorry, it's gone. Uh, that was. <laughs> I don't that think was, it was ever here either. I mean, re- listen, it was a competition between Ralph Lawler, the Clippers commentator who used to say wedgie. That's yeah. where we got it from originally. And Jim Spinarkle, who used to do the Nets broadcast. But uh, Jimmy was trumped by Ralphie. And then we rode it. We rode Ralphie to the promised land. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ralph. Lawler's Law, it's now a wedgie. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, just to answer the question here, when you you reference something out loud, not thinking anyone would notice, this, ha- this has happened multiple times with our fans. We had a fan a long time ago yell out wedgie at a bar while watching a Raptors game. It was a DeMar DeRozan wedgie. Mm-hmm. And he yelled out, wedgie! And somebody else at the bar said wedgie at the exact same time. And it was a man and a lady. And then they started dating. And then a year later, they told us that they got married. The man and the lady got married (laughs) over a wedgie. They had uh, a baby, I think, too, is the last update we got from them. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Yeah. And the lady went on a dating, now they got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did they have a boy? Yeah. Do we know that? Name it Ralph? Mm, That'd be nice. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> Cute little name, to be honest. I wonder if they still listen to the show. Hopefully, hopefully they do, and they can give us a little update as to, uh, you know, how many kids they've got these days, you know. That'd it worked be out better than the, the other people who got quote-unquote married on our show because they got divorced yeah, yeah, about yeah. a year later so uh this has worked out a it's lot not that uncommon seems like. <laughs> no, fi- we're about 50 50 here yeah. Yeah, yeah we got a we got a 50 50 rate <laughs> no we need a marriage uh 
divorce tracker then as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, WeddingTracker.com. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee, do you have an, an answer yeah. for this? I mean, there was a question uh, what was it? this what great wedding uh, story. Yeah, yeah no, anyway. A, when's a time you reference something out loud, not thinking anyone would know what you were saying, and then you were surprised that others actually got the reference? Well, I'll, I'll see if I can shoehorn this in from Legoland, see if anyone can recognize what I'm doing here. It's, it's here. Uh, what the... Okay, six. Uh, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. How many titles are we gonna win here? <laughs> he did a boomerang. Look at this guy yeah. in his flippy floppies, though. Yeah. Keeping yeah. it cash. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's it. I, uh, <laughs> I just did that yesterday because uh, that was the only real. Um... So wait, hold on. Some person walked by you and was like, hey, "Michael Jordan, <laughs> six titles." No, actually, actually, Roxana pointed it out to me. She said, "Do you want a photo?" And I said, oh, "I took a photo the other day. Let me let me just think about it." I said, "I'll, I'll just do this." I didn't even put it up. I'm I put it up now, but uh, it's just <laughs> like, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go with a shrug. You know, that's a more uh, known reference, I would say, or why? Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess you could. Yeah, but I think or maybe that... build like a cigar out of Lego and a baseball bat out of Lego, <laughs> do a little Last Dance uh, gif for his boomerang. That, but that um, that gif of him with the face. Yeah. I mean, I think that one pops up before the shrug, though, doesn't it? I think. In, uh, in Twitter? I don't know. When don't you're know. searching on Twitter yeah. gyps? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Question. I just sort of thought that. That's what uh, popped I think in, good. you know? That's so. More of a deep cut. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, ta- uh, so, Trey, do you have anything for, for this question? Nope. Okay, good. Couldn't think, could not think of a good answer. <laughs> I couldn't either. I'm glad All my references are well known. You know, I'm never surprised. If you bring up Fast and Furious, 7,000 billion people have seen it. So, it's uh, if I tell people, uh, you have me? They're going to say, you never had your car. They know right away. Sorry, bad answer. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry That's to right. let you down. Trying to end this thing on a downer here. <laughs> Crushed it. Okay, did good. It. You did it. Uh, well, let's call it there. We got to get ready for game six of the NBA Finals tomorrow night. That's why we'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with your game six preview podcast. So, Lee, you're going to be where at this point? Uh, you're going to be in Germany. No, we'll be in Copenhagen still for oh. uh, the finals. Yeah, we Oh, leave. okay, you're sticking around there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to Germany on Friday. Why are so, you uh, laughing? Why are you laughing? Uh, it doesn't you know? matter. It doesn't matter. It'll make sense maybe in a couple of days' time. We'll see anyway. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Trying okay. to find Dirk on the streets or something? No, 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 no. Just one of those things that you just sort of do and then you just go, ah, oh, shit. But then you just go, oh, okay, who cares? Whatever, move on. <laughs> Don't worry, okay, it'll make sense. What a mystery. Now I'm guessing you, what, you didn't want to leave Copenhagen while the finals were going on, but it could end tomorrow night and you're going to be in Copenhagen for a couple more? Like, what's going on here? No, so we, uh, when we were booking Germany... <laughs> You know, easy jets. Yeah, the, the cheapest flights are usually the ones that are at the uh, unfriendliest times. Okay. So we, we booked one the other day. I said, oh, yeah, well, we, we, can, we can get that one at uh, 8 in the morning. But if Game 7 happens and we go live, we'll be recording when uh, I'll be having to go to the airport. <laughs> so, 
So I've, I've had to just, I've had to, and these, these EasyJet ones, they're like non-refundable. So I'm like, all right, doesn't matter. I'm just going to have to write off that money and get a later flight that day. Oh, I see, I see. Yes, so what, yeah. you're hoping this ends in six, oh, I guess. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's rolling with the bucks tomorrow. Oh, my Honestly, God. I can't decide, Lee, if traveling with you would be my nightmare or I would have the most fun ever. I, I, I facilitate between the two. Well, if you're one of the people who likes to book everything like before you even leave, then uh, that's no. not for me. That's no. not for me. I like to I like to leave things a little bit open because uh, you just you know, things change. You feel differently about a city when you're there as well. And sometimes you're like, oh, you know what, this city's much better. I like staying here. Sure, sure. You know, and other times you're like. Uh, let's go to that other place a little bit earlier. So, you know, and that yeah, does... Yeah, you're just uh, a little too willy-nilly with uh, accommodations, flights. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll figure no. it out. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, you know, now it's so easy to book everything just as you're, as you're on the go. So it's sort of like this works, bang, let's do it. You know, Except your train tickets. Yeah, except the train tickets, but that was also that was also like just uh, you know we also kept that open because it was like if these boys are going crazy, you know we can stay down here. Maybe we stay an extra day or two. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you gotta you just gotta live a little bit on the edge, don't you? You know, okay. just enough. But they're they're all legoed out at this point. Uh to be honest, probably not. No, I mean probably not. I am. I mean, I turned on the yeah. TV the other night. Lego TV was on. I was like, all right, all right, all right. I need something. Let's put out some, something else on What's TV. What's Lego TV? It's, it must be just their own in-house channel. I think I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the first thing that pops up. And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. I put on uh, that movie Zorro with uh, Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've literally never heard a person say those words before. It was the, it was the only it was, choosing between a Mountain Dew and crab juice. It was it was the only other channel that I recognised what was actually on. I was like, all right, I'll put this one on, but it didn't last long. I was like, oh god, this is even worse than I remember. But uh, anyway, all right. Awesome. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll find out where the hell Lee Ellis is and what he's been watching tonight while he's over there in Copenhagen. So join us tomorrow. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Go get your merch over at nodunks.com. And if you don't have an athletic subscription, highly recommend you will get one. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Lee is cheering for the Bucks. He hopes we don't hear from this man. <laughs> you can all but guarantee like for sure all right brace the day people As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.